0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Third Impact Anime Podcast. I'm Ryan. I will be hosting this episode. And uh, so Third Impact had a very busy Memorial Day weekend. We went to not just one, but two conventions. Uh, a bunch of us went to Animezman up at our local Raleigh Con. Um, and there were a bunch of us that also went to Momocon in Atlanta, Georgia. And... We're going to talk about that one today, so with me, besides myself, obviously, I have with me Edwin.
1: Hey. What's up, people?
0: And uh, who else do I have? I have Sarah. Hello. And I have the man, the myth, the legend. Everybody give a warm first-time podcast welcome to Will. It's me. I'm Will. He is a real person. He is a very real person, so... Thank you for joining us today, Will. Thank you. So we've mentioned you probably about a dozen times on the podcast over various con stories. So like Edwin, you may have been like a mythological figure for a while. But
2: uh, tell everybody about yourself. Sure. Well, I'm Will. Um, Some people may know me from MidShelf Gaming, the gaming channel that Ryan and Edwin and myself run. Uh, I think it's the best
0: channel on YouTube, by the way.
2: Possibly. Uh, definitely a big fan of the Third Impact crowd, so I'm very honored to be here to talk about our experiences at Momo. So thank you for having me.
0: All right. And uh, just
2: so everybody can get to know you and the degenerate that you are, what's one of your favorite animes? Uh, Steinsgate. Yeah. Uh, I think every time I've been mentioned on the podcast in passing, it's been me talking about Steinsgate or someone mentioning <laughs> <Like> Steinsgate <still. laughs> and then mentioning me. That, that's so a very that's, real possibility. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very me on brand yeah
0: all right um and i also have edwin with me hey what you been, what you been up to edwin going to conventions yeah pretty much you watching anything new
1: uh carol on tuesday okay how's that Ooh. uh i want to keep it a secret it'll be on netflix within a couple months but it's good it's amazing worth a watch It's Watanabe, of course it is. Yeah, Watanabe is always (laughs) worth a
0: watch. I'm sure it's no secret that most of us love Watanabe, so.
1: He's my dad. Yeah. He's my second dad alongside Kojima.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I would love to see a sitcom made about Kojima and Watanabe doing just like dad things together like maybe adopting like a baby girl or something i want to be that baby girl <laughs> kojima would just walk around with her in like a giant vat of like liquid oh we just
1: describing death stranding pretty much <laughs> <laughs> We <predicted Death laughs> stranding. that's
0: my only experience with kojima and babies because other than that uh i don't think he's really done too many things with kids <laughs> unless you count metal gear solid five
1: <laughs> but um what about what about games are you playing anything um i'm playing star wars episode one racer okay that's okay now this is pod racing
0: yeah um for those of you who don't know we just recently did an episode on star wars games and edwin rediscovered his love for episode one racer so that's why he's probably replaying that
1: no i i just love young anakin
0: nobody loves young anakin stop lying (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you for coming on uh what about you sarah what have you been up to
3: um i mean outside of momokan i'm trying to find a new place to move and then uh
0: oh
1: that's always fun the struggle is real
3: oh yeah oh it's a big struggle but it's fine because uh things work out eventually always um but yeah uh demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba has been the main anime this season that i've been really liking um trying to keep up with Dodo also lately yes Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, good stuff. Uh,
0: yeah, Demon Slayer's on my list. I haven't actually gotten a chance to get around to watching it yet, though, because I've been very busy with con prep and everything, and I haven't really gotten out of that yet.
3: That's fair. It's definitely a total treat. It's so good. Um,
0: yeah. Well, I'm down for anything that Yuki Kaidura and Ufotable do, so it's definitely going to be up my alley. I just actually actually find the time to sit down and watch it but uh <laughs> yeah anything else going on any games you're playing or anything anything worth mentioning um,
3: well one mobile game that i was playing got completely revamped and is like such a better game now it's um b project it used to be okay. b project muteki dangerous and it got revamped into being Kaikon every day um and they're celebrating the second anniversary right now All right. Um.
0: I remember I remember. I used to play the Kingdom Hearts mobile game like I was addicted to it, like literally addicted to it. I had to stop because I dropped $50 on polls and got oh nothing. God. Yeah, I, I had a problem. Ooh. But I, I realized I had a problem before it got too bad. So like, yeah, I used to I used to have to play it on campus Wi Fi. So whenever I was doing that, it would just every like, time I tried to load a screen and be like disconnected, try to reconnect again, I'd be like, please just stop.
2: Thanks. oh god yeah i've been but... always inching towards playing the fate mobile game don't always so close i know i oh know my god but i always almost um, do it as Enjoy much as i as
0: much as i like say don't play gacha games because they'll suck out your soul the fate one i've heard is literally worse than any other like gacha game out there like it will grand
3: order hurts me so bad yes oh my god <laughs> oh
0: my god grand order oh god. is a money sink it's such Ugh. a bad game one day, my
3: luck in that game is so bad.
0: Yeah, I've heard you have to like pay a ton of money if you want to get like any good pulls because the percentages are just so low.
3: Yeah, you gotta save. You gotta save.
0: Oh yeah, free to play is basically impossible in a gotcha game if you want to rank. So that's the that's the curse of them. I, but I just need. I kind of skipped over Will because of his introduction. But uh, what have you what have you been up to, Will? Like, what are you watching, playing, or whatever?
2: Yeah, so mostly because of con season, I haven't really been watching too much. Um, like the normie I am, I'm watching uh, One Punch Man Season 2. Of course. And uh, Attack on Titan, still. Uh, just what because. a normie. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, well, I might as well just have something on in the background. But I've really been meaning to watch Demon Slayer, so I hear th- I'm hear, i glad to hear rather that that's good. Yeah, that's same. been on my list as well. Um, in terms of playing things... Um not honestly again because of con stuff not too much. I mostly just played Tetris 99 the whole car ride to Atlanta. I brought we my also Switch played Smash. And we, we did play Smash. Egwin and I did play Smash with the two Joy-Cons sideways. So that was enjoyable because during Miserable. the car ride the <laughs> it would the screen we just had between us and then anytime anyone made a turn it would just like fall over. We'd have to pause and like repook it back up. Qu- quick story about that. Like I had
0: I had a box of Lucio O's because I had Johnny Cruz sign them at the con. And they had my cereal box propped up against the middle rest with the switch leaning on top of that. It was, like, the weirdest rig I've ever seen, but I'm just like, okay, weird flex, but whatever, that works. And then anytime time we had to make a turn, I would hear, <laughs> and it would fall on the ground. And they'd be like, shit, pause. Um, oh, God. Yeah. But it was, it, it was, it, it was funny, but... Yeah. Myself, I like I said, I haven't really been watching too much except for Attack on Titan as well and One Punch. But I've been watching more American shows than anime lately, just because they're easy for me to put on in the background and I don't have to read. Baka Gaiten. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually started watching Banana Fish um, when I got back from the con, like the Monday after I had off from work. So I just started binging that. And that's a really good show. Like it's about American gangsters, basically, and it's it's just significantly better than I thought it was going to be because the name kind of makes it sound like it's going to be like an animal anime, and then I was just like, oh, this is literally the opposite of that.
1: Like Bananyan?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I don't know. There's so many weird like short animal animes. Like I didn't know what to expect, and then there's no I fell bananas or like,
3: fish wow, in here. Really What's good. up?
0: no the banana fish is a drug (laughs) spoiler alert
1: (laughs) (laughs) they sold me short on it yeah
0: i mean it was it it was it's a it's a great start i'm like eight episodes in more or less and i've also been watching dororo and it's it's so good it's my favorite anime from like this year so far but other than that hollow knight finally got a physical release uh on friday so i've been playing that and i bought katana zero so games it's a good time for games for me at least i've been just playing a ton of stuff um but yeah other than that um we we took a ton of our time to make the the pilgrimage down to atlanta georgia for momocon to the mecca yeah we we went to (laughs) effectively i don't know i feel like mecca for nerds would be more so like comic-con or something if it weren't, like, LineCon, but -hmm. something like that. Momo was great, though, not saying that it wasn't, but I don't think it's on the scale of, like, Mecca for, like, anything like that. Not yet, at least. Not yet. Yeah,
3: I think there's slightly different attendance numbers there, just a little.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, um, no, so MomoCon actually started as a con on Georgia Tech's campus, which is really close to downtown Atlanta. And as the con grew, and I assume the people graduated from Georgia Tech, they moved it into the uh, the convention center nearby, and it was huge. Like, we immediately walked in, we were just like, okay, this is overwhelming, everything is huge. And um, we all stayed in the Omni, I don't know about you actually, Sarah, did you stay in the Omni too?
3: Um, No, my friends that I was with found like a cheaper hotel that was a little bit further of a walk, but not too bad.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. I know a few of my other friends that were also from out of state. They also went a little further to get cheaper hotels because by the time they decided they wanted to go, uh, all the main hotels were sold out.
0: Yeah. I remember, I think I booked our hotel back in like August because we had all decided after Animaisement last year we're like, we need a change of pace. Let's go to Momo next year because we had heard so many great things about the guests. But by that time last year, we were already committed to an amazement. So it was we're like, yeah, we'll go next year. And I'm glad we did, honestly. Um, But yeah, it was it was a very big con. Like you start on the fourth floor and then you go down one floor, which is where all the panel rooms are. And then you go down another floor into the dealer's hall in the gaming area. And that was just like the biggest the biggest hall I've ever seen for that type of stuff. Like I'd never, with, with the amount of space we had, you would have never known that there were like thirty thousand people there. It, it was yeah, it, it was absolutely
1: crazy. Um, I'd even realize that the main panel room was down there. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, the <laughs> that was actually kind of weird in my opinion. The main panel room was tucked all the way in the back, like, past the game room, past, like, the speedrunner, the main stage stage and everything. But, like, I thought,
2: like, I went there for an Overwatch panel, and I thought it was gonna be loud, but it actually was great. It was just... Yeah, I was... Yeah, I was just pleasantly surprised at how quiet it actually was back there. I was like, I have to go past the arcades to hear at this panel. But it was, yeah, it was actually surprisingly, like, pretty good sound-wise down there. I was surprised. Yeah, because I'm so (laughs)
0: used to... I'm so used to small cons where, like, there's like a fair amount of attendance and not a whole lot of space. And then everybody's like bumping shoulders every 12 seconds. And like, you know, you can hear kids screaming and everything, but it was nothing like that for this, at least not for me. I thought it was great. But, um, the con scene was like significantly different from like anything I've ever really been to before. Cause it was like almost a hundred degrees the entire weekend. And there were at least like, 300 people outside on like the little what do you call it the courtyard area just kind of chilling doing cosplay stuff playing music drawing chalk art pretty much the entire weekend and that was incredible to me and I I personally never had a single rude interaction with anybody like there's always one person at least in the con who thinks they're better than everybody else and like shove through try to like push their way through to the dealer's room but no, everybody was super nice, like I really had a great time with everybody I interacted with. I would strike up random conversations with um
1: strangers. Just like
0: strangers, like in an autograph line or something, and it was it was great, it was very enjoyable. But what about the rest of y'all? Did you all have similar feelings?
2: Yeah. I think it was like super nice. I did again I didn't have any like negative experience or anything. I had this a very similar experience just waiting in line. We were going to see Suda fifty one. And we, Edwin, like found me and like joined me in line. We were just all talking about his games. Like the people behind us, the people in front of us. It was great. We were just waiting in line. That happened like multiple times throughout the con. Absolutely. So I usually, yeah, like I usually am not someone to kind of like pick conversation with a random stranger all the time. But of course, con atmosphere sometimes brings that about. And especially here, it just felt very welcoming.
0: Right.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was literally like everyone was so, so, so friendly. Um I haven't been to a con in a couple of years, so <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, what do I expect? Like, mm. It's a good one to come but, back to.
0: Oh, yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. It was great. Um Like literally on Thursday, I was just wearing like a Hunter Hunter t-shirt and people were just like, oh my gosh, I love your shirt and like trying to like talk to me about it. <laughs> and I was like, what's happening? People are being friendly to me? They don't have places to be right now? Like,
0: yeah, that that was the that was the, just the great thing. Like everybody was so nice,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and like even Thursday, like I'm I'm so used to like going to Animasman like for a four day con that like Thursday is normally only badge pickup day, and you like maybe go to one or two panels, but they're usually not anything like great. But this Thursday honestly felt like a Saturday to me, so I was very happy
1: about that. Um, for me uh just this con I felt it was very overwhelming when I first walked in so what I decided to do was uh devote most of my Thursday try to understand and familiarize myself with the layout and try to figure out where everything was but even then it took me at least by the end of Friday evening to be more or less antiquated with everything it was just so big and and like like everyone else had mentioned everyone was so friendly it was a very welcoming environment.
3: Yeah. And like so well organized and just like laid out in such a logical way that it was just really easy to get around and figure stuff out.
1: Oh, my God. When you mentioned about how it was well organized for the pre-re- pre-reg slide, we were in it. Will and I were in it for like 15 minutes and we were already getting our badges.
3: Same. Yeah,
1: that was crazy to me.
3: Yeah. Uh, I got in, like, Thursday afternoon, basically, because I flew down that day, um, and so the line was, like, super long, and I was like, ooh, I'm gonna be here a while, and then 20 minutes later, I had my badge, and I was like, oh, okay, well, or not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was the crazy thing, is, like, Marissa and I were waiting in line for, um, our will call badges, and Edwin and Will were at the back of, like, the very back of a pretty long line, and I was like, we'll just find you once we get our badges, and we, like, we'll figure it out. So Mm -hmm. this one guy was like making a fuss at will call about something or other. So we get our badges. I call Edwin and I'm just like, hey, where are you guys at? And he's like, oh, we're pretty much at the front of the line. I was like, what? (laughs) It took you like 15 minutes to get to the front of the line. It took us 15 minutes to go through one person at will call. So it it was kind of funny, but like it worked out. But um, that was like, yeah, it, it was it was strange. Um I've never had I've
1: never had like a registration line actually be that efficient. I mean, they have to optimize themselves because of how many people come on Thursday. You don't usually see a lot of people come on Thursdays because there usually isn't anything to do, but at Momo they had so many events already planned out. Yeah,
0: two two of our three panels were on Thursday. <laughs> Which I was kind of dreading, but it actually turned out pretty okay, e- like, even given that it was a Thursday crowd. Um, like, Marissa and I did Batman in Japan at 4 o'clock, which was the very first time slot that was available <laughs> for panels. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, nobody's gonna show up for this. It's gonna be a bust. It's not going to be worth doing, like whatever. And I was kind of, I was kind of annoyed, but I was like, whatever, let's go do our panel. And we actually had like half the room filled, which was I
1: counted about sixty people.
0: Yeah, and uh, even about that, like the panel rooms were like even the small rooms were bigger than like the biggest rooms at IchibanCon, Con, which was ridiculous. So I really liked that; it gave us like a lot of space and. The crowd was really great. They were really receptive to what we had to say. They We had people ask questions. It was, it was a great time. Like, it actually turned out really well. And then we did um, Collecting 101 at 1130 at night. <laughs> again, another great time slot for something like that. <laughs> I, again, did not expect a big crowd. And we had, like, 15 people, which this isn't a panel that has, like, a massive turnout every time anyways. But it actually... Did a lot better than I thought, and pe- we had a lot of fun doing it, it this time. It was way
1: past my bedtime.
0: Yeah, it was. I think we stayed up until, like, 3 o'clock that night anyways. I stayed yeah.
1: up till 3 a.m. every night.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It was a great time. Great con. But, yeah, Thursday, Thursday was a very busy day for us, believe it or not. And, like, looking back now, I'm kind of glad because then friday saturday i got to do everything else i wanted to do not having to worry do i have time for this is my panel gonna like run into this it was like panels are done like go do everything else so yeah and um other than that marissa had um token rambu behind the blade the following morning at like ten thirty, and that one actually did very well uh she had about 20 people in there and um you could tell, you could tell a lot of people were hung over, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> but, um, it, it was, it was a good panel, had a good turnout. Like all of our panels did very well for considering when they were, because they were at, they're not, they weren't at the best time slots, but they still did very well. And I, I was happy with, I was happy about it and it got us in for free. So can't really knock that.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But, um, yeah, Edwin and Will helped me with the collecting one-on-one panel as well. but um. Since you didn't panel at this one, what did, what kind of stuff did you do around the cons era?
3: Um, uh, There were a lot of, like, cosplay panels that were really cool, um, especially on Thursday. And then, oh my gosh, I did so much random stuff. Um, there was a lot of idle things that were happening. There was, like, an entire festival of a bunch of, like, idol cover groups from Florida that happened on Friday. Oh, that one was fun. Yeah, and, uh, and, like, a whole, like, mini concert by Peachy Parade that were, like, actual... I think they were technically guests at the con? I don't know, but they're also guesting at AWA this year. I believe they were guested. Yeah, um, they were great. Uh, I also went to that Overwatch voice actor panel. It was really well done, um the which
0: one did you go to did you go to the one where there was a proposal in the middle of it or did you go to the one that was like um earlier in the con
3: i went to the friday one
0: okay i don't think i think the one i went to was on saturday yeah yeah
3: um i missed a proposal oh.
0: God, you didn't miss much. It was very awkward and very cringy. She said yes, and everybody was, like, happy, but it went on for too long, and we were just like, dude, don't hijack a panel to propose. (laughs) That's uncomfortable. That's at every con, though. I know.
3: Um, Well, do you know that on Friday during the Q&A, there was one guy who was just like, I'm Michael Chu now, and then the voice actors were just like, well, Michael Chu, like, how to start a question awkwardly but
0: yikes what, what does that even mean
3: <laughs> well because i think because he went from there into like a hypothetical scenario i can't remember exactly what it was but it was like i'm michael you now pitch oh. something to me <laughs> like but that's not how you he just walked up to the mic and said it that that's way and i'm awkward. like that's that's so awkward um <laughs> uh, but yeah um went to an access games panel Axis Games was really good. All the otome games.
1: I really wanted to go to that panel, but it was at the same time as Suda Fifty One, and there was yeah. no way that I was going to miss that panel. His panel or his signing? His panel.
0: Oh yeah, Ugh. tell us about that one actually, because I heard I heard that one was a was really fun. I was busy
1: doing something else. Oh, the else Suda doing one. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, so his newest game was released recently. Uh, Travis Strikes Back, which is part of the No More Heroes series. And what he was doing was he was highlighting um, a lot of the mini-games that were in um, Travis Strikes Back. Therefore, he was looking back at earlier works and how uh, a lot of his earlier works influenced a lot of the mini-games for that game.
2: Yeah, it was a really enjoyable panel. I'm not a huge Suda fan. Now, preface, I haven't played any of his games, but of course I had to take the opportunity to actually see like a japanese video game developer in person talk about his games so even as someone who didn't even happen to know anything about his games it was a very fun experience he seems very genuine as well like he's really passionate about the stuff he's talking about and it was just like a really good time like i was getting hype for everyone because part <laughs> of the panel was because he was going to make an announcement right and spoiler alert the announcement was that was it what the tr- the game that he was talking about yeah, travis, travis tracks
1: back kind of port on ps4 and pc
2: Right, so a lot of people were like, "Oh, Travis and Smash." So I was like, "I'm going to be at this, at this panel anyway to see what the announcement is." And even though the announcement was not <laughs> was Travis never, and Smash, there was no way he was going <laughs> to he was going to sweep the rug from Nintendo and announce
0: Travis and Smash. Listen,
1: he addressed the Travis and Smash dilemma. He told the fans to go bug Nintendo like we bug Waluigi and Smash. Yeah, he
0: did say that. Yeah. <laughs> Did he, um, did he speak much English? Because when I met him, he had a translator and didn't really understand too much of what I said.
1: He knew a handful of words. Okay.
0: But he, did he speak English or did he speak Japanese, Japanese and had a translator? Mostly Japanese. Translator. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that was a panel I wanted to see, but I I can't remember what I was doing. Again, there was way too much to do. Like it we did, pat- we did so much. For real. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I describe this con is that there was so much to do. I decided to do a little bit of everything, but never fully committed into one thing or another.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I kind of did that. Like for me, um, Friday was my autograph day. I got a lot of things signed. Like I met all the overwatch voice actors. I got, um, I got Genji to sign a 3d print of Genji and his Chinese new year skin. And that was really cool. And I got Johnny Cruz, who's the voice of Lucio, to sign my cereal box of Lucio O's. And I talked to him a little for a little while, and just like told him my experience with the game. And like, Lucio was my main, so it was really cool to speak to him. And um, it, they were just super fun people to talk to. Oh, also I met Donald Duck. So How did that go? Uh... <laughs>
3: that
0: was that was fun. He signed my copy of Kingdom Hearts One, and. I asked him about the uh, ingredients line. (laughs) He had the greatest response to it. He looked at me and he goes, you know, you're like the 10th person today to ask me about that. Can you enlighten me? Like, what? Why do people care about that line? And so I was like, well, in Kingdom Hearts, there's like a system where you could collect ingredients and... Anytime you got near them, we would hear Donald or Goofy say, this looks like a good spot to find some ingredients. So I heard your voice say that line no less than like 30,000 times. (laughs) And he was like, you know, I probably recorded that line like two, three years ago, and I probably did it like once. So it's (sighs) insignificant to me. But like, then I like started looking up memes about the freaking ingredients line with Tony Anselmo, the voice of Donald Duck. Oh my so I thought that was kind of awesome, and that was like a really fun interaction. He was just like, man, the internet's weird, I don't get this. <laughs> and I was like, I don't expect you to.
1: It's better to keep Donald pure.
2: There was one autograph that I got at this con, and it was that I got my copy of Bastion on the Vita, signed by a couple of the guys who work at Supergiant Games. So of course the devs of like Bastion, um, Transistor, and their newest game Pyre that I haven't played yet. Um, but I was really excited to meet those guys because I'm a really big fan of Bastion, um, and they were like super chill. So I got my copy of my my Vita copy signed, and it's very nicely sitting on my shelf.
0: Yeah, I wish I had a um a physical copy of Bastion because I would have done the same. But I love that game; it's so good.
1: Speaking about indie developers, uh, another one that was there was Inti Creates, which was really cool. Uh, they developed the Mega Man Zero games, and I believe their most recent game is. Uh, if not a Zerstriker Gunvolt, then I think it's Blaster Master Zero. So it's really cool to see a lot of indie developers at MomoCon.
0: Yeah, they had um, in the dealer's room... Let, let me go over the dealer's room real quick, actually. I guess we can transition to that at this point, because it was massive. Mm-hmm. You walk in... So you go down the escalator, and if you went to the right, you went you went into the game room in like, one of the autograph areas, and there was like a stage and everything like with all the games. Then you go to the left and you immediately hit a wall of dealer booths. And not only were there dealer booths, there were like some guest booths. And there was an entire section de- dedicated to indie game developers. Like they had setups there where you could demo their game. And there were a lot, like there were at least like what 10 games there probably.
1: They had a they had a decent amount.
0: Yeah, they had a they had a really decent amount and they also had like VR setups in the middle of the dealers room which I thought was funny. Um, because some of the developers were uh, VR developers, but um, people waiting in line for VR was really funny. I'm just like, just do it somewhere else. Like, don't waste your time at a con playing VR. Um, but
2: you know, teach your own, do what you want. And Ryan, yeah, what you're forgetting one big thing about the dealer's room. Is the first thing that you're greeted with when you walk in? Oh my god! Is the huge Bakugan arena? Yeah, I was about, about to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was floored I, when I saw the dealers' room, and then I saw that, and I was like, "Oh my lord!" I was about to get to that. I, I don't know. In. I did not know
3: it was that big that of a Bakugan... deal. Yeah, yeah,
0: I, I knew. I knew about Bakugan like way, way back in the day. Do you but know like, had
1: a Baku battle.
0: Not anymore, <laughs> but, like I didn't even know it was still a thing or that like people actually cared about it, and then there was it literally had like an arena mm-hmm. where you could go in and play Bakugan, and I don't cute. know why, yeah, it, it was, was massive, and I don't know why it was there, but apparently it was popular enough, so i I think I think I need to look into Bakugan again and just like find out why there's such a resurgence for it,,
3: uh, do you though, do you?
2: Oh, I don't need to get back into it. I'm just curious. <laughs> literally, people in like cages playing this game. Like, yeah, there was like five or six setups in there, and like they had like cages around them, like they're in like a little arena. Literally, are you trying battling. to describe
1: it as if it were a MMA fight? I mean, it basically, basically was. it was. Basically, <laughs> Did you see those like people—they were intense. They were tearing each other up.
0: I know it was a carpeted area too. It was like this is lush for like a random arena in the middle of a convention.
1: I believe it was like some kind of national qualifier tournament. Oh, okay, oh, that,
0: that explains would make sense. it. I didn't ask. I didn't actually go up and ask them. I was just kind of amazed. Like, wow, I'm I did not assuming. know Bakugan was a thing. I, I mean, it's possible, but um, <laughs> yeah. So like, besides that, there was like the usual dealers. There were there were a ton of dealers, and then over towards the other other half of the hall were the artists and the uh, the car people. Like, they're the people who bring. Like a really nice car that's styled like they had a Delorean. They had the um, Jurassic
1: Park Jeep. Yeah, the
0: Jurassic Park Jeep. I don't think they had a Mystery Machine here. I have seen one of those before, though. That they had the
1: Ecto One.
0: Yeah, they had the Ecto One. Thank you. Fallout and, van. Yeah, the Fallout van, and like they were, they were like some people selling things out of them, like just random, you know, swag. And it was, it, it was fun. Like I love seeing that stuff, but. One really funny thing is there were sculptures uh, from How to Train Your Dragon 3 of Toothless and the Light Fury. I don't remember if she actually had a name. Um, But you could get a picture of you riding it for like 20 bucks, which that's expensive. Yeah. But also it helps pay for the sculpture, I'm sure. So there was just random cool stuff like that. And all the artists were really nice. I actually got to meet a uh, comic writer I'm fond of, uh, Donnie Cates. He writes for Marvel right now. He's writing Venom and Guardians of the Galaxy. So I had him sign a couple of my issues and I was just like, So how long are you gonna be writing for? And he's like, You got me for about another year, so I was like, Alright, I can live with that.
1: And uh so I that think was we cool. should also bring up the variety that was in the game dealer's room.
0: Yeah, why don't you talk about that?
1: Um I pretty much found everything I needed. I saw game dealers, figurines, like keystrack uh, everything that i would want like i've never gone to a convention that had this good of a selection
0: yeah um there was there was a good variety mm-hmm. D- either of you two uh, have any thoughts on the dealers like what you saw
2: yeah. Um I definitely agree with the big variety. There was like a lot of more a lot more clothing vendors than I expected because I was also there kind of looking for like any sort of shirt. And I was like, "Oh, you know, maybe." But there were like a bunch of vendors selling clothes and like um there was like the leather people selling like all those really nice leather books and yeah. like coats and everything. I really wanted one of those, but, you know, I think I blew all my money before I found that they existed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that
1: that was a problem, yeah. Speaking yeah, about there clothing were... people. I want to give a shout out to Boomslink. Yes. Oh, yes. Why don't you tell the listeners why? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I should probably do that. They have really good designs, Mm -hmm. not only for their shirts. They have really cool posters and phone cases. Yeah. Yeah. I grabbed I ended up buying a shirt. Yeah, I got a shirt
3: and a sketchbook from them. Him. Him.
0: Yeah, I think it was a guy running it. Mm-hmm. There, th- this was like the first con that I actually like actively looked at the shirts because it wasn't just the generic stuff that you see everywhere. It was like, oh, these are like actually really cool, and I didn't wind up buying anything, but there were like a few that I thought were really funny. I saw some vendors I
1: recognized, like Shark Robot.
3: Yeah, Shark Robot that, had like that... two different like booths, didn't it, or something? They know. did.
1: Yeah, they did.
3: Like that's excessive. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean it's their money but mm-hmm. yeah it, w- it was a little excessive. Thought it was kind of odd. Mm-hmm. The same guy from Awa got my money again though is the um the import booth dealer. Oh, I love that man. Yeah, he he finds all of the great stuff straight from Japan. I bought like five things from him
2: and do not ask me how much that cost me because <laughs> it, 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 I'm ashamed. <laughs> I was able to complete my berserk video game collection because he had a copy of the Japanese-only PS2 game. Nice. So I was that was a big plus for me.
0: Yeah, I was able to find um, a Picross game. I'm a really big Picross fan. Like I play Picross pretty much every day on my phone because I have like three different apps dedicated to it. So if I finish one, I just move on to the other. And it's a SNES import game called Super Picross. And we're actually going to be talking about it on our channel, which is why I got it. But just the, the fact that I was able to find that in box was like incredible to me. And it didn't even break the bank. Like his his prices are pretty much what they're worth. Like he charges a little bit higher than what you could get online because he actually like physically imports them himself. And, you know, Capitalism and whatnot mm-hmm. but Compared to other people I've seen He actually was not that expensive Like he was very reasonably priced For all of his stuff But yeah um, Other than that the dealers were all Really nice they they had a lot of good Stuff the artists were all also Really nice mm-hmm. um, I, I love going down artist alley I don't really buy prints anymore because I have way too many But I always enjoy going down and just looking, and if I see something that's, like, small or whatnot, I'll get it, usually. Or I'll just, like, give the artist, like, a donation. Like, I can't... I don't have room for any more prints, but I really like this, here's a dollar or two. Like, something like that. Mm -hmm. But,
1: um... I kind of regret not going down the artist alley, because usually one of the things I look for at the artist alley that I know I won't find in the dealer's room are pins for really cheap a lot of dealers they have like some uh back stock or whatnot they'll literally sell them for like a dollar or two if they're just trying to get rid of them
0: i actually did not see that much of that so you really didn't waste your time if that's what you look for yeah that's
1: what i'm looking for right now um
0: yeah there
3: like there are more artists doing like acrylic pins and enamel pins and stuff though it's just a lot of it is hard to stock up for for cons
0: yeah and like I know I know people who make Ida bags, and, like, the acrylic straps, though, that they charge, it's just so expensive to me. Like, $15 for one strap is just, like, dear God, why? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm sure that's pretty much what it costs. Like, it costs them, like, a fair amount to make them, and then yeah. they want to make some money. Especially so. in
3: smaller batches. Like, I think that's the main... Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: unfortunate, but, um...
1: I'll try to yeah. support artists whenever I can. But for sure. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there wasn't anything I was actively looking for this year.
2: I, every con, I buy at least one print, because I'm not a huge con boy. But every time I go, I'm like, I'll get one more print. And soon I'll turn into Ryan, but for <laughs> now, it's okay.
1: Um, <laughs> What's one more? Exactly. Yeah. So, well,
2: the f- Prints in me,
0: Like when I first started going to cons, I had like... I was in college, and I didn't really have anything for my new dorm room. It was, like, white walls, and it was very bland. So I wanted to get something for it. I had, like, gone to, like, Spencer's or whatever, and I was like, you know, I'm kind of past this phase of, like, I want Spencer's posters on my wall because I'm an adult now. Mm-hmm. But, like, I went to I went to Triad, I think, and, like, just fell in love with Artist Sally, and I bought, like, five prints yes. <laughs> that, like, all immediately went on my wall, okay. And then just like anytime I've gone to a con or like free comic book day or something, I'll always find like another print that I really like. And I'll be like, yeah, I'll add this to the collection. And then I moved like last year and I hung all these up and I was like, oh, God, I have I have so many prints. (laughs) And at this point, I pretty much just like unless I actually find something that just immediately makes me go, oh, you're on my wall. No exceptions. Like I'll. I'll pass it up. I'll be like, oh, that looks really cool, but I don't need it.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have like literal like boxes and poster tubes overflowing (laughs) of prints and posters and things between cons and like just buying AKB 48 calendars. And then you have like 12 (laughs) beautiful posters. Like,
1: God, that's the dream.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, that, that, that is the nice thing about calendars is you get a lot of cool art with them. Mm
3: -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think this year, because I was trying to, like, not make super huge purchases, I was focusing more on, like, actually smaller things like charms and mystery box stuff and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. Because, like, in a way, that's something that you can only really get at cons. Because nowadays it's, like, if you want a strap of a particular character and you go to look for it online, it's either, like, mega hyped up in price or, like... You have to buy the entire set with like 12 characters in it and it's $60 for the box. And it's like, but I just want, I just want that one. <laughs>
0: like, Yeah. I know Marissa used to do um, group buys for that. Like yeah. they get like either, I don't know, like Eilish 7 or um, Token rambu or something, buy the entire set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each person would like get what they want then they pay for the box together and it'd be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Yeah um but it's so I convoluted, do that for monster hunter like, figures yeah 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 it, it's complicated and there's always a chance that you won't recoup your money right um like I did that for monster hunter figures I um I, I'm a huge monster hunter fan as well so I'd buy like blind I'd buy the entire set of blind boxes open them all up keep what I want sell the rest and I'd normally recoup my money mm-hmm. and like the nice thing is I would also I also know where to get them wholesale So I pay like $45 for six instead of like 20 for one. Yeah. (laughs) So I can then I literally will sell them for basically cost just so I could recoup my money. And I do that at flea markets usually. And people are like, could you go lower? And I'm just like, no, I think you and I both know that I'm beating the dealer's room by a long shot. So this is a firm price. (laughs) And um, yeah, I've I've had pretty
1: good luck with that. All I have to say is that fandoms can be scary. Whenever you're committed to buy something. Oh yeah, True. that that's a fact. Mm-hmm. That is that is facts. So
0: we've gone over guests a little bit, but was there who? Let's go down the list. Actually, uh, Sarah, you first. Who of the guests were you most excited to see there?
3: Uh, probably Monica Real because she's always just great to see, mm. even if it's just in a panel. Um, I didn't really do like autographs or anything. Yeah, autographs um,
0: are expensive.
3: Yeah. And then you're just waiting in line forever and yeah.
0: That's how we spent Friday.
3: <laughs> but then also um PT Parade I was actually looking forward to because leading up to the con, they actually did like live streams of their practices and stuff, which was nice. really cool. Um so which also made seeing the performance like actually come together as a whole thing um really exciting. <laughs> Um that is exciting. Yeah, so mostly those. Uh there was also um Thrill Builds was not someone that I knew before MomoCon, but after going to her panel on LED stuff, um her and her friends who helped her run it, uh it was really, really cool and I just like learned so much from it that I'm totally a fan of her now. Um Nice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what else? Uh Storm League did a panel on rhythm games that um made me start following them too.
1: Wait, I missed the panel in r- rhythm games <laughs> I was yeah. so I kind of I, I kind of just looked at Edwin and I was uh-huh. just like did you go to this one It was
3: Sunday morning Ugh. and I was 10 minutes late because it was Sunday morning um Oh
0: that's that's why you missed but it
3: But <laughs> they played uh but they played USA so they win in my book and it was a really fun panel um it was nice, actually nice. despite being One with, like, music blasting and stuff. It was a really good panel for a Sunday morning. It was pretty chill. Um, That
0: was actually one thing I was very happy about. There were no, like, intrusions on a panel. Like, if I was in a panel, there wasn't, like, the room next door just blasting obnoxious music or something. It was all pretty well soundproofed.
3: Mm, I mean, I think... During the Axis Games panel, it was like in the Omni and it was next to uh, LARP stuff. So you could definitely hear the like foam swords hitting each other in the next room over during the panel. <laughs> so the Omni, maybe not so much, but the actual convention center okay. did have really good soundproofing.
0: Yeah, I didn't actually go to any of the panels in the Omni, so I can't speak to that one, but mm-hmm, that's pretty mm-hmm. funny. But, uh, Edwin, I think I know what your highlight guest wise was, but I'm gonna let
1: you say it yourself. I love Suda51 so much, (laughs) like, he was he's literally my favorite game developer of all time. And the fact that I was able to meet him, oh my gosh, I fangirl so hard in front of him. And uh, I got him to sign my copy of Flower, Sun, and Rain, which was, I believe, his second or third game that he developed with Grasshopper Manufacture. Mm -hmm. So when he saw that, he looked at me, he's like, he told his translator, um, yeah, this brings me back. Like, he was, like, reminiscing whenever he was looking at that game. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I made his day. That was the well, thing. Well, he made my day more. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing I noticed about
0: him is, like, you can tell his passion because anything that somebody seemed to bring him, he seemed to remember. Like, yeah. I mentioned that I reviewed his Samurai Champloo game on our um, YouTube channel and he looked at me, he's like, wow, that's incredible. Like, I remember working on that one. And I was just like, that's kind of ridiculous. Like, I did not expect, like, <laughs> I, I expected to be the weirdo who brought that game up. And, like, apparently there were other people who, like, also liked that game, too. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he was really cool to meet. Was there anybody else that you liked meeting?
1: Um, well, I didn't come to the convention to meet them, but... I was hanging out with a couple of friends, and we went to a panel that had Family Jewels and Yeah, a couple of YouTubers, and they were really good watching them perform.
0: Yeah, I was there for them. Like, I really wanted to meet them, and I did, and they were really cool people, but they're incredible. Like, they're musical YouTubers for reference, by the way, and they just do incredible work. So, Will, what about you? I know one of the people that you wanted to meet was also Suda, but uh, who else did you you meet that you loved meeting?
2: um i didn't get to really meet him but i did get to go to the pro zd panel mm-hmm. um i like his stuff he's a funny boy so oh, yeah. being able to see him i was like oh he's neat and the panel was like you know <laughs> the, the panel was very q a which is great because like i just like you know seeing a youtube person i've been following for years like in person so that was like super cool um, i mean that's kind think of him he... also is he just like he's very quippy so like he'll yeah do, like, short it, things it... It was definitely like a very fun uh, panel, just to kind of chill for a bit from all the running around at the con. So that was fun. I was also going to mention the YouTube concert because I didn't. I go in, I didn't know any of them honestly. Like I've heard of them, never really listened to them before, and I was really blown away because I had a good time at the Mm -hmm. uh, concert. It was fun. Yeah. You you also had one other interaction that I think is worth
0: mentioning that I'm gonna make you talk about. Yeah, who really. did who did you run into in the elevator? Oh, are you talking about
2: going back to ZD? No, to no, Hungry Box. That was me. That oh, Hungry Box. Oh, <laughs> we were in the elevator at uh, this is like the first night, and it's going down, and the elevator stops, and this is like a crowded con elevator, and we're like, oh, I guess we could have room for one more. Elevator doors open, and out comes in hungry box for those who don't know hungry box is one of the greatest uh smash bros melee players he plays jigglypuff so the elevator door is open and i just lock eyes at them and like he knows because i've met hungry box before but like he knows that like he probably doesn't remember me but he knows that i recognize him and he's like oh boy and he, like, gets into like elevator. <laughs> here we go again the elevator the the is elevator. closed. <laughs> <laughs> the doors close, and I'm there with a couple friends of mine, and my one friend, uh, he does not like Smash at all, especially Melee, and he just looks at his other friend, he's like, man, I hate Melee. And they just start <laughs> talking about how much they hate the game, and he's just standing there, and I'm between my friends and H-Box, so I'm like, oh, man. And, and then the elevator doors open, he goes out, and I'm like, have a good night, Mr. Box, and he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it it was... I thought that was a funny story. Shout out to H-Box.
0: For me, I actually had like a lot of interactions with guests this time that I didn't even intend to have necessarily. Like, I met met all the people that I got autographs from and talked to them. They were great. Like, Johnny Cruz was the highlight for me. And Suda51 was also great. But like, the YouTubers that I ran into, um, Marissa and I were standing in the hotel lobby. I think we were waiting for like, Edwin or something to like get the rest of our stuff so we could go up to the hotel and drop it off. And... We're just sitting there on our phones. I look up and I just like see Prozd standing there like on his phone. And I'm just like, oh, that's Prozd." <laughs> and so I just like go tap him on the shoulder. I was like, hey, I don't want to bother you, but I'm a big fan. I just wanted to know if I could take a picture. He's like, yeah, sure. And so very matter of fact <laughs> guy, like get a picture with him. He goes on his merry way. Yeah. I run into him in the elevator later and I'm just like <laughs> and I just like start talking to him. And he like wished me luck on our YouTube channel and I was just like, You're probably just saying that to be polite, but thank
1: you. <laughs> like, oh, speaking about YouTubers, mm-hmm. uh I forgot to mention that I really enjoyed Giguk's panel.
0: Yeah, yeah, Gigak was there too.
1: Any any highlights about that? Um It was it was a fun panel. Good way to rest my feet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Giguk's always
0: funny. But um yeah, so I met him, um the best interaction for me though had to be when I met a YouTuber who I've followed for like seven years, or I don't even know if he's been on YouTube for seven years. My perception of time is shit, but, um, but I followed him for a really long time, like since roughly around when he got started. So, uh, the guy's insane in the rain. And during the, uh, YouTubers concert, he comes out and does a piece with Audrey Soros and, I lost my mind like I went straight up fanboy mode <laughs> and just like was <laughs> was just like so excited to actually get to meet like to see him and see him perform and he was he was uh, not actually an official guest which I thought was weird but like he was there for um some like charity stream they were doing he was doing like set pieces in between um streams like during breaks and whatnot so I got to see him perform a couple times actually and we were getting food uh one night and we went across to the cnn center and um i had got my food i was waiting for marissa she had gotten um like moe's or something and so i am just like standing off to the side don't want to clog up the line and i look up and he's just kind of standing there looking at the menu and i immediately just put down my stuff and i'm just like I'm like a huge fan of you yours. Can I please get a picture? And so like he takes a picture with me. I'm losing it. Like trying, I'm keeping it together, but internally I'm losing it. And so I tell him, I was like, yeah, I've been following you since basically the beginning. Like, uh, I really like the fact that there's somebody else out there. Who's a sax player who loves to play video game music. And he's like, Oh, you're a sax player. And I was like, yeah, for like a long time. So we start talking about saxophone for like 10 minutes while Marissa's is getting food. And like, I just walk away, and I'm just like, that's it. We can go home now. Con's <laughs> over. <laughs> like, I'm good.
3: That's the peak. We're good here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was the best guest interaction I had, and he wasn't even a guest, because I just got to meet him, and he was such a nice guy, and, like, it, it was it was incredible. But, um, yeah, so the other big thing about this, about this con was the size of the game room. Like there was so much stuff going on in this game room. Like we had Tokyo attack who did the arcade. We had an entire board game area with enough room to fit like a lot of people. There was a stage for like special presentations. There were console setups. There was a speed running area. It was massive. And I know Edwin spent a lot more time in there than I did. So
1: yeah, I was in the game room because I'm a big fan of rhythm games. So I definitely spent a good portion of my time playing everything from DDr to Taiko to uh Chuni rhythm uh jube sound Voltex, pretty much everything that they had uh not only that I was playing uh super Smash Bros melee for their tournament so I was in that for a good while as well um let's see what what else I do in the game room you play DDR with me yeah, I did play DDR with you. That was a good
2: highlight of I think Friday night we that did that. Friday Fri- night. Yeah, that was Friday night. It was, it like was a lot of fun. One a.m., so there was no lines at the DDR machines yeah. Yeah. and then I perfect. beat you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, you wish. Yeah. Uh not only that, uh I also played a little bit of the um arcade machines that they had like the retro ones. So that was pretty fun. Unfortunately, I I usually like to go to the retro games section, but like i had like i had mentioned earlier there was just so much to do this weekend that i couldn't get to do everything i wanted this weekend yeah i didn't i didn't even touch the
0: arcade setups i did only like rhythm games and i played i played a couple board games
1: um see and- that's another thing i like to do i love playing board games mm-hmm. with people at conventions but there is just too much to no, do no there, there was so much to do and like
0: <laughs> It was very intimidating. Like I walked, like, like I said, like when we walked in, I was just like, I don't know where to start. So I'm just going to start making laps until I can actually get myself like accustomed to this. (laughs) But yeah, there was just so much that went on that was just incredible. And it was such a fun con. Like the game room was incredible. Playing DDR at like 2am was really fun. And like Marissa and I had actually just finished playing a board game. We had played, uh, what was it called? I can't... Dinogenics. We had just played Dinogenics, which is basically build your own Jurassic Park. Uh, that sounds board game. It, it, it was fun. It was very fun. And it was like 12.30 when we finish. So we're like, all right, let's go upstairs and bring this back. Because uh, she had bought it. And we run into Will, Will and Edwin on the way, on the way up. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go play DDR because we haven't had a chance to do that yet. So they were like, okay, we'll see you later. And then we both realized, we're like, we're not tired. It's 12.30 in the morning and, and it's twelve thirty in the morning and we're not tired so we we joined them for ddr and then we were tired but like <laughs> just the fact that like it was that late and we weren't tired at all just to me indicated how much fun we were having because it was so there, there was so much to do And, like, we were busy for every minute, but it wasn't exhausting because it was so, like, high energy. Everybody made it fun that it kept us, like... It kept us going. And it was great. So, now we come to the... What I love about convention talk the most, does anybody have any juicy stories to tell? Anything that went on this weekend or just a a
2: good story that you want to tell? I have a minor story. All right. Uh, So not about me, preface, but uh, one of my buddies who was there, the one who doesn't like Smash with his melee, give it up for Jeff. He actually won the Star Fox 64 tournament. So he entered that, and he was practicing on his 3DS for a little bit. And he won first place, and they gave him a medal that says, like, you know, MomoCon 2019 first place, Star Fox 64. So I didn't get to watch him do it, unfortunately. I think our panel was during that, I think. Or it was, like, something else was going um, on. No, that
0: was our panel was 1130 at night. He did that in the morning, but... I remember he was, like, in the room practicing because he thought it was, like, a high-score thing for the game, and it turns out it was a multiplayer thing, so
1: he was practicing <laughs> the wrong thing, and he still won. To be fair, his competition, what he said wasn't that tough. Yeah.
2: So, that was just cool that they actually gave him, like, an actual medal. I thought that was really neat. I didn't get to go or see any of the um, competitions or anything. I know they had a Zeldathon going on as well I really wanted to watch, but... Again, the theme of so much to do at the con, I didn't get to dedicate myself to like watch any of it, sadly.
0: Yeah, that was the unfortunate thing for some things. But um I didn't I didn't watch any of the tournaments myself, but like I heard that they were a lot of fun, and I did I did watch a couple of the performances in between the uh Zeldathon, which was the speedrunning thing for charity that they were doing. And um I was gonna be in a duck hunt Akimbo tournament, but it was starting right when we were trying to check out of the room, so I was like, I just I literally can't. Oh, man. But it it was just, there was so much to do for everybody, and like anybody that we ran into didn't have like a bad experience to talk about. Like well, actually I had one, like they stiffed us for an autograph for Keith Silverstein who is the voice actor of Torbjorn, among like a lot of other things, due to very poorly planned out logistics, but other than that, that was, like, the only blemish on this weekend.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some stories I have. I have a lot, but I don't know Um. which ones I'm able to say on this podcast. Uh.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I have a wholesome one if you need to think. Most of
1: stories involve alcohol. My (laughs) drunken escapades. It was so much fun, like, just drinking with, like, strangers was so much fun. At, like, a new con environment.
3: The DJs at the rave on Saturday were all so good. I'm such a fan of DJ
1: Joe. Yeah. One of. My <laughs> oh, yeah. I went to the rave. It was so much fun. Yeah.
0: One of my friends from Raleigh, Um, I met up with him on Wednesday after we got back, and he shakes me and he's like, do you have any idea how lucky you were to get the DJs that you got? All of those <laughs> DJs are my favorite
1: DJs. And I was like, well, you should have come to Momo. Yeah. Actually, a a funny story at the rave. I went there and um, I was having a lot of fun. And my friend's like, "Woo, the Momocon rave is awesome. And then he's like, wait a minute. Did someone just throw their phone? Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 To turn. (laughs) To turn. And then there were like people crowd surfing. I've never seen people crowd surf at an anime con. Yeah, Most of the time because they're not allowed to. Yeah. Yeah, the cops really didn't care. The main stage
3: area was really, really big, so... I mean, yeah,
0: it was really big, and I don't think they really had too much security. Like, actually, control. no, there was
1: security doing their job. Okay. The
3: bag line was so long, though. I was like, "Oh no, is this the line to get in?" But no, it was just the line of people waiting to pick up their bag and leave.
1: But I rather yeah, no. them do that. It was crazy. Yeah,
0: I remember actually. Uh, if you had the app, I got a push notification at like eleven thirty or something. <laughs> That said, the badge, the bag check for the rave is full, and I'm just like, <laughs>
1: that didn't take
0: long. No, yeah, I I mean, there was that. a
1: line just to do the bag check. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, uh, do you, anybody
3: else? Do you need to think? Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so I, I have think. a really <laughs> wholesome story about a Stefani cosplayer. Uh, like from Steven Universe, who was so sweet. She was literally the first person who complimented me on my shirt on Thursday um, as I was leaving the hotel because I just kind of like dropped my bags off and left. Um, And then as I was walking back to the hotel later at night to meet up with my friends because they didn't get in until later, um, like three blocks away, she was like, hey, you're the girl whose shirt I complimented. Are you going back to the hotel? Let's walk together because it's late at night and we're both like small women <laughs> and it's Atlanta. So let's go. And she just like was so nice. She, um, I was waiting on my friends in order to like fully check in and everything. So she like brought me drinks and snacks from her room. And I was like, who are you? Why are nice. we best friends now? Like, and it was really funny. And her name was Sarah too. So thank you so much, Sarah. Oh my God. Oh, perfect. But, that's easy
0: to remember yeah
3: super easy um but that was like first day of the con making friends it was so good
1: yeah it sounds about right that sums up my MomoCon. <laughs> yeah mine too pretty much
0: yep we actually one of the coolest things um well we were waiting in the line for i think it was suda 51 um we got talking to another panel group from florida And just started exchanging, like, con stories and, like, you know, various stuff. Like, we just compared panels and we're like, yeah, we do this type of stuff. We, like, have a podcast. They showed us their master panelist. I tried to reciprocate, but uh, the internet was not having it. Um, But it was super cool to actually run into, like, another panel group and just talk to them about panels. Mm -hmm. Because we never really have that with anybody else like we normally talk about like you know anime or whatnot with other people we never just talk straight up panels so that was really interesting
1: and that was a pretty cool thing um should i tell one of my drunken escapade stories keep it pg (laughs) or pg 13 (laughs) don't do it (laughs) Um, yeah uh, it pretty much just involves me going on the elevator at 3 in the morning after being done with the arcade and I'm going up the elevator, and there's this other dude who has this big bottle of tequila. And he's oh my like, God. man, I wish I wish my roommates and I finished it. And I'm like, dude, you want to give me a shot then? <laughs> <laughs> so, I can help you so, with this problem, sir. <laughs> yeah, I. that's what I pretty much told him. So I missed my stop because his is above mine. Oh, my God. Take the shot. Miss the button for my room. Oh, my uh, God. My floor. Go down one floor below. And then I see two dudes that are, like, literally just chilling there, drinking, like, reds or something. Oh, my God. And then I'm like, hey, you got another one? He's like, you, are you 21? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and we were just talking about, we were just comparing MomoCon and, like, AWA for, like, 20 minutes. It was really fun talking with them. I will say the drunken
0: idiots were less idiotic at Momo than other cons I've been to. Like, oh, my gosh.
1: It was drunken idiots. It or, was like, drunken
0: idiots were, like, next level. But, like... There weren't, any, there weren't any people who were, like, causing scenes. I they were just kind of keeping it to themselves. My
1: hypothesis is that a Momo is more family-friendly. Yeah. And whereas um, AWA is more anime-centric, so it's going to attract the older crowd. Yeah, it's just weird because I had
0: heard people tell me, they were like, yeah, Momo's a big party con, and I'm like, really? Didn't really seem that way. Like, yeah, there were people drinking, but it wasn't like... You didn't see drunk people everywhere, which is what I was kind of expecting.
3: Yeah, I didn't stay in the, like, hotels attached to the con or anything. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like there is where you end up meeting more of the drunk people. Because at that point, they're, like, back home. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, yeah, but we did. And we, like, still didn't. Not that much, It still just, like,
3: wasn't, like, sloppy drunk. It was, like... Sir... Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There there were drunk people, but they weren't, like... They weren't yelling or causing a scene or being obnoxious.
3: Yeah, that's good.
0: And I didn't see anybody get arrested for the first time. Hey. I did. Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, never mind. Scratch <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Bummer. Day one. Oh god. Oh. I actually did see an ambulance day one, and I'm just like, well, we're off to a great start.
3: Here we are. But here we go again. It's probably from heat stroke. Honestly, maybe. Like
2: it, it got was very really hot.
1: hot. It was so hot. Thanks, Atlanta.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, aside from that, like, what was uh, what was everyone's overall thoughts? Like, Edwin, I'll start with you. What was your overall thoughts of the con? And do you think you'll be returning next
1: year? My overall thoughts is 10 out of 10 would come again.
0: Very succinct. All right, Sarah, what about you?
3: Um, it's a little bit further from me, I live like in the DC area. So it might be more of a every other year kind of con. But if I can like scrape up the funds for travel, then yeah, maybe I'd go back next year. Um, There's just such a variety of stuff to do. And so many things that I wanted to do that I didn't get to do that like, oh, well, maybe something similar will be happening next year that I would definitely go back for sure.
2: All right. Well, what about you? um i would absolutely go back uh it was definitely the biggest con i've ever been to and even though i was a bit overwhelmed at first i had a real good time uh lots of friends lots of good variety uh, the travel is also something that kind of feels like it would limit me but i feel like it's worth it in the end to go to because it was such a good con experience
1: it was for sure i mean i was gonna say you yet yeah, you get used to going to further cons the more often you attend them
0: right for me also like travel is not a big issue in that regard because I have family in Atlanta. Oh. So, we drove down uh the day before and stayed at my parents' house like rent free, so it was basically a free hotel. And um so that made the that made the the trip down a lot easier and I'm just so used to driving that 6-hour drive at this point. So like for me it's nothing. Like it's a it's a trip to Atlanta and I know how to do those trips because I do them so frequently that like it was just like, oh, I'm going for Momo this time instead of going to visit my nephews. So. I'm definitely I'm definitely planning on going again next year, barring some catastrophe with work or something, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I had probably the best time at this con than I've ever had at any other con before period like it was just such an enjoyable experience um and there was literally a facet of every part of nerd culture there that you just don't really see anywhere else like um there were comic book artists which i'm a huge comic book reader there were a ton of cosplayers like a ton and they were all really good like that general Mm -hmm. grievous we saw oh my god Like I'm going to, I'm going to have Austin put a link of the picture I got of that guy in the description, because dear God, that was incredible. And, you know, we also had obviously anime voice actors. We had game voice actors. We had game developers. Like it was just incredible. And it's definitely an experience I would 100% pay for again. So does
2: anybody else have any other closing thoughts on the con? definitely recommend momo uh it's, it was very good uh even though it was really hot in atlanta it's i still think it's definitely is worth the trip to go well um, it
0: was hot in atlanta but we were inside like 90 percent of the
3: yeah time. i had like but a 15 minute through... walk from my hotel and it did not kill me so okay,
2: but then again so i'm kind of a city weak.
3: girl now but still
2: gotcha I'll... if you had to go through the middle of like the chalk zone That was the worst, because, like, there was a day where I was at there waiting for somebody, and I was already dying, because I'm very weak. (laughs) I actually have a really funny
0: story that indirectly is about you and the Chalk Zone. So, we were going for food, and I see Jeff sitting on the steps, like, just somewhere. And I see a guy who has glasses and moderately curly hair, and from the side I could see, like, a goatee. So I was like, oh, Jeff and Will are hanging out. So being a joker, I go and flick the other guy on the back of the head uh. thinking it's you. Oh, no.
3: <laughs> and it was not you.
0: <laughs> so this guy turns around and he's just like, can I help you? And I, I immediately was like, I am so sorry. I thought you were one of our friends because I saw Jeff and I know this guy. Like, I do know this guy. Well, you made an enemy. <laughs> he laughed. He thought it was funny. But I was just like, I am so sorry. I thought you were somebody else. Please don't hate me. And he was just like, it's fine. But that was—he's uh, oh <laughs> holding a grudge right now. Jeff just looks at me. And he's just like, "You're an idiot." And i was like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> that was that was funny. But um, yeah, it really wasn't that hot. But I definitely think that it's a con worth going to, especially if you can afford to like split a hotel room with like five or six people. It really wasn't that expensive. I think it only ran us like a couple hundred, like a little over a hundred bucks for the entire weekend. And then if you panel, like, they have the best badge reimbursement policy of any con ever. You do one one panel and you get a badge, which is ridiculous. And I'm thankful for that because it got almost all of us in for free.
1: I want to say that MomoCon is definitely a con that you should try to at least go once.
0: Yeah, definitely go once. Yeah. Like, I understand it's a very expensive trip and, you know... The badge, if you're not, if you're paying for it, it's like I think it was like eighty. It's seventy. It was seventy.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess. Okay. Yeah.
0: It'll probably go up a little bit this year because it probably. always goes up. Yeah. Probably gonna pay like seventy-five at the door,
1: but um, you know, for what you got, four days like packed full of stuff, worth it. Yeah. Not only that, we haven't brought up that Momocon is going to be doubling its floor size next year.
3: Oh, really?
1: Oh, yeah, next year,
0: they're moving from they're moving from Hall A to Hall B, which, yeah, they're gonna have so much more space to do stuff. So
3: maybe I'll go next year, then. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they didn't even use all the space this year. At least actually, they kind of did because they gave everybody enough room to walk, which I'm very grateful for, by the way, like, like I said, 30,000 people there didn't even notice it. Mm -hmm. And like, I never felt cramped or claustrophobic. Like, Normally at other cons, I'm, like, doing the little dance where you put one arm up so you're not, like, completely bumping into everybody.
3: Right, and hold like, your bag in yeah. front of you as you yeah, walk. Yeah, hold your
0: bag. Yeah. yeah. Bulldozing through everyone. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't it wasn't that. It was, I, I could walk where I needed to walk. Maybe I waited in a line, but it wasn't that
1: bad. Mm-hmm. And, so, yeah. Just the fact that they're going to be doubling means they're going to be so much more events to do, so many more game tournament, so many more arcade machines, so many more panels. There's just going to be more of what makes Momocon great. Yeah. I'm very excited to see what comes out, what comes next year. But if,
0: uh, nobody else has any other closing thoughts, um, where can I find all of you on social media? Sarah, what about you?
3: Um, number one place for any sort of anime or idle ramblings is probably Twitter at unique X harmony. Um, fair warning it's there's a lot of idle things um (laughs) get ready
0: all right you working on any uh personal projects or anything that people might find in the internet
1: um
3: not really just kind of doing a couple fun things here and there um and a podcast once every six months with you guys
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right uh will what about you um, you can also find me on Twitter at SwooshXBear for any sort of anime, as well as gaming and richer gaming talk. Uh, sometimes cats, you know. Good mix. <laughs>
1: yeah. And Edwin? You can follow me, if you like mecha anime, you can follow me at Elon Musk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, follow Elon Musk and then tweet at him, I liked your panel at, at MomoCon and see what <laughs> happens. <I'm... laughs> but um... Yeah. So you can find me at, uh, I'm going to actually have to remind myself what my Twitter handle is. It's at Midshelf Ryan. Uh, I have been tweeting a lot more lately because Facebook is pretty much a dead zone to me at this point. Um, I also occasionally am on the Retro Gaming Reddit. Uh, you'll find me out there as Bowie Sensei. Um, and also, you can find Will, Edwin, and myself on YouTube at Midshelf Gaming. We're the one that has more subscribers than the other one, and we have a blue controller as our icon. So be on the lookout for that. We just put out an episode on anime games, and we're working on our puzzle games episode right now. So we think we're pretty good at things, but you know, you tell us. And in addition to that, you can find all of us uh, on Facebook at Third Impact Anime, on Twitter at the same thing. Um, you could also find our website, thirdimpactanime.com. Um, it, our Twitter handle is actually ti anime. I'm being corrected on that. Thank you, Edwin. Uh, we also recently started a kofi, uh, which is basically you can give us a tip. A coffee? Uh, you buy us a coffee. Wait, it's like, is yeah. it
3: pronounced kofi?
0: I'm I'm reading it phonetically okay, right now, sorry. and I'm, I'm, I'm brain dead. Di- I think it's. Coffee, I was like, have I but... been
3: saying it wrong my
1: entire life?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's K O F I, yeah. so I'm like seeing like
1: kofi. <laughs> But like, I yeah, thought it was coffee. coffee. I thought it was coffee or green tea.
3: <laughs> Get us some coffee. All right. Yeah.
1: But, <laughs> um, yeah. And we also, we
0: also, <laughs> we also opened up a Patreon. Um, We don't really have any tiers set up right now, but that's just if, at the goodness of your heart. If you feel like, uh, if you feel like uh, giving us a few bucks so we can continue to do what we do. Uh, it'll help us out a bit because uh, we have, you know, annual costs for the podcast mm-hmm. and everything.
3: It also helps but, um, sponsor giveaways and stuff, too.
0: Yes, it also helps sponsors giveaways. Thank you for reminding me, Sarah. Mm-hmm. We have a giveaway currently going on. If you go on our Facebook thing, and by the way, all of these links will be down in the description. So just go look there because it's too much words for me to say, and then you'll have to write it down. And it'll be just, It's just a yeah, whole mess. A just go on our Facebook page below. Um, So we have a giveaway going on with our friends at Lost Ark Video Games over in Greensboro. Uh, They're giving away, they gave us a bunch of figures to give to you guys and included in that is a Fate Grand Order Saber figure, a Goku figure, and Ash and James from Pokemon. Except they actually use their proper names. I know Ash is Satoshi, but I'm blanking on James right now. Um, But yeah, they gave us those figures to give to you guys. So here's how you enter that real fast. You have to write a two-sentence review of what you think about our podcasts or panels. Submit it to us on Facebook recommendations or tagging us on Twitter, Instagram, sending the review via email at thirdimpactanime at gmail.com. And this is optional, but we would appreciate it, is share the post on Facebook or Twitter so you can spread the word about this giveaway. And we'll be choosing four winners at random who uh, qualify. And you must be willing to... So, uh, share your shipping address with us so we can ship you the figures. It's going to be on a, a first-come, first-served basis on choosing prizes. And uh, just disclaimer, family or significant others of Third Impact or Lost Ark are not eligible. And uh, if you're under 18 and you listen to us, which I don't know if we have many of those, <laughs> but you'll just need a parent or guardian. But yeah, those figures are going to be like 100% free for you. All you have to do is tell us what we're doing well or what we're doing wrong. So yeah, just hop on our Facebook page, check out that post and you can be entered to win some pretty cool stuff. But with that, I think we're going to end it here. Uh, So I want to thank everybody for coming on with me to talk about MomoCon 2019. It was an absolute great time and I know for certain I will be back, but, uh, Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Third Impact Anime Podcast, and be sure to check out the Animasement one as well, which we'll probably be releasing around the same time as this one to hear what the other half of our group of degenerates spent their Memorial Day weekend doing. All right, thanks, everybody. Have a good night.